lads, welcome back to this uh, slightly belated uh, podcast episode. Uh, just a week late, uh, but my conscience is clean because I remember I did actually go back to our, our first podcast where we said we our goal was two a month, but we would uh, we would really aim for at least one a month. So you know we haven't lied to you guys completely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Still keeping that <laughs> the promise going in the first episode. Yeah, I apologize for not uh, for us having one week delayed but um yeah last week i felt a bit under the weather i wasn't it wasn't covid or anything which was nice i took a took a couple tests actually to be sure and um yeah but now i'm back in uh, in full health and um yeah i'm feeling good yeah good to hear your back lad. uh and uh, yeah how, what i've been meaning to ask you because we haven't chatted for a few days now because mm-hmm. uh, in sweden this uh the past weekend it, it was uh what we call midsummer so it's actually quite a big celebration really like after christmas it's like the biggest sort of tradition we have here uh but how was how was yours lad how yeah how'd you celebrate uh so i'm down in uh malmo right now working with uh, lincoln co and um so since I'm down here, I hit up a friend who uh, who studies in Lund as well, and he hosted a um, a midsummer lunch uh, where he invited some of his friends, and um, yeah, we had some some nice herring, snaps, and um, potatoes, and just uh, some nice some nice uh, herring lunch there at his place. The works, yeah, exactly, stuff. and of course with the with the usual. Snapsvisor, as we say in Swedish, which is basically yep. songs that you sing while uh, while taking a, a little shot of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't make any homemade snaps, which uh, which was bad, but um, but we uh, had the the uh, classic Op Anderson aqua aquavit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was a, yeah. it was a nice traditional celebration, but we didn't have a maypole to dance around, so that I didn't do any of this year. Oh, no dancing around the maypole, but um, I'm hoping that that you did so and can represent the Stoji lads in a, in a good <laughs> <laughs> Swedish manner. Right? Tell me about yeah, your celebration. Yeah, yeah, I did put, we, I, we did have a nice poll, uh, that we, uh, that we have every year around the, the summer house. I, I posted from there a lot on the story, uh, including the, the maypole, but, um, yeah, I went to the, the, uh, the countryside, uh, the family summer house and met up with the whole extended family. It was really nice, uh, just to get away from Stockholm for a little bit. And uh, yeah, you know, also the works, a lot of herring, uh, if you guys haven't already noticed, that's a big part. Fish is a big <laughs> part of our just Christmas and midsummer foods and everything. Uh, also some snaps. Uh, it's very Viking-esque when you think about it. I remember my Brazilian friend saying that when we they were over mm-hmm. for midsummer. The way we like uh, drink, you know, you, you have like a beer or wine or whatever, and then also like the liquor on the side, yeah. and then you stop to sing songs in unison and, you know, drink shots. It is feels like you're on like a long table and just very yeah. viking-esque to singing and drinking during the meals but it's nice it's very nice um and i had a few cigars as well uh brought some whiskey Brilliant. and shared cigars with the family which is always nice a lot of family members trying them out always the same results like i say mm-hmm. uh, when people you know in the right situations try cigars everyone seems to like it uh and my grandfather had several even and he never smoked wow. cigars and he had several yeah. cigars i brought some jlps uh, the new petite caballeros that we got from uh, that i got from daniel mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah uh just very good cigars smoking very well and very approachable like they have a nice cuban light to medium flavor and uh people like them and then i had a cusano as well that i posted yeah uh on the feed so yeah super nice uh just 
nice to get away and nice to have some summer weather finally yeah sounds like uh sounds like a really nice uh, midsummer just uh, getting mm. away from the city and uh, relaxing with some cigars and family sounds awesome mm. yeah we've been having a lot of uh cigars uh, re- recently like in, in yeah. company a lot because uh we were we went to a nice uh, dinner as well that were hosted by some people through through instagram right lad yeah exactly so so that was awesome uh, it was just great initiative to get together with uh, with some uh, some great guys and um, yeah just had a nice evening with uh, with grilling and, uh, and I, yeah we smoked three cigars each that night just sitting outside yeah. the terrace uh, the time just flew by and um, really nice nice time yeah I almost forgot about this we had we had the Gurkhas that we, we yeah, did yeah, post right. about the Gurkha we didn't do a video or anything uh, but we were a given a Gurkha by by the guy that hosted us Charles very very kind mm-hmm. host there and uh yeah what do you th- what, 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 if you just want to summarize quickly a lot what do you, what did you think of the Gurkha yeah absolutely so we all smoked the Gurkha together just, just straight off the first cigar we had that evening and uh I must say it was like a Westminster it, yeah by the way the, exactly. uh, the make the Gurkha Westminster so um yeah it's well I mean we, I think we all were pretty in unison there uh, in saying that the gar was not very complex at all. It was, uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was kind of like a thin, um, light smoke. And um, for four out of five of us, we had construction issues, like we said, and uh, not overly impressed at all by by the brand. And um, uh, it was, it was. Yeah, I mean it was good to try, of course. Like uh, mm-hmm. you want yeah. you want to try stuff that that people talk about, yeah. and um, yeah, but not a, not a very memorable cigar at all. I feel. Yeah, it just uh, Charles, the guy that gave them to us, he he warned us before that they, it wasn't going to tra- transition at all throughout mm-hmm. the smoke. It was just going to stay the same, and it really was spot on. Like it was just kind of lightly Maduro f- style flavors, but not really very developed, and they didn't change at all. And like yeah. Ruben said four out of five cigars had construction issues uh, varying degrees of construction issues which just for non-cuban brands is so rare mm-hmm. at that ratio like 80 percent of the cigars yeah, that yeah. smoked from gurkha that night had construction issues that's crazy and like it wasn't the humidor or anything you know like because the cigars we smoked later from that same humidor were perfect so i mean it was yeah, just straight yeah, up exactly. the gurkhas were not in good quality mm-hmm. mine tunneled for a while it did correct itself but I had to double puff a lot to keep it alive, and yeah. just I don't know, just seemed 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 pretty cheap. Um, and another thing to add, which I didn't, I don't think I wrote in the post. I'm not yeah. sure if I remember, but the retail price that they write, <laughs> like the, the 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 price that these cigars officially are supposed to be, is twenty US dollars per stick, which is mm-hmm. like uh, it almost pisses me off because that's so stupid. But yeah. then they're sold for just around four us dollars in actuality they're actually sold everywhere yeah. at around four dollars a stick which is so so extremely dumb what is that like a 75 percent markdown like mm-hmm. come on yeah exactly and uh i mean i definitely definitely say it was more more to the four dollar side than the twenty dollar side for yeah uh, yeah it performed that way for sure but uh, yeah, it was just really cool that some people from Instagram just DM'd us and had us over for for dinner and cigars. Yeah. You know, anyone else that wants to do so, we're <laughs> always open to come over. Uh, we're never gonna say no to <laughs> drinks and cigars and uh, barbecues. So uh, yeah, please please do invite us. For sure, uh, it was a great <laughs> evening. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, speaking of drinks, I guess let's uh, let's transition into the next segment, yes. lad. What's uh, I want to hear now? What's in your glass? 
All right, so uh, what I've got is a uh, Gotlands Bryggeri People's Bulldog IPA uh, here, actually, <laughs> that I just picked up. Uh, I'm at the hotel here in Malmö, so I can't do uh, I can't do any cocktail mixing. So uh, mm. I just picked up a uh, p- picked up a beer here and uh, went for the IPA. Uh, it's nice. It's yeah, I like Gotlands Bryggeri. It's a Swedish brewery, and uh, mm. they've made some like Sweden's best uh, beers and. Um, yeah, really nice design on their bottles as well, and uh, and I've tried the other IPAs in the Bulldog uh, series, and um, yeah, I really like it. So if mm. you guys can uh, come across those, then uh, <laughs> definitely check them out. Yeah, I was making faces at Ruben, that's why he laughed there because I'm, I'm not a big IP, I'm not a big IPA fan. Uh, I love pretty much all beers there are, but for some reason, there's like this almost fruity floralish yeah, uh, yeah. berry like taste in IPAs that I just for some reason can't get around. Mm. I like other types of ales, but yeah. there's something in IPAs that just rubs me the wrong way. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this what one it was is. Uh, especially fruity and um it's it's a bit on the lower alcohol side like only 3.5%. Um so uh, yeah, the 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 fruitiness really really comes comes up in this one. Mm. And tell me lad, what do you have? Something stronger? Uh, yeah, uh, another whiskey. I've been really like craving scotch. I don't know why. I brought the Teeling rum cask to uh, to the summer house. I think mainly because I just wanted a lighter rum that or whiskey. It's aged in rum cask though that a lot of people could uh, enjoy. And we almost finished that bottle uh, oh, wow, over yeah. that <laughs> weekend. Uh, but it was good with the cigars. But now I've just been craving like a nice single malt, and I'm going for the Glenlivet 18 years here. Uh, from Joseph Steinmetz on Instagram sent us this bottle. Wow, Incredible nice. gift. And uh, this is just a nice space side, uh, single malt scotch, uh, you know, a little on the lighter side, but nice and fruity and honey. I've, I've had a, we've, we had a glass as well on the pairings podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right. We must have. And um, my mouth is actually watering, so I need to go into yeah, the sip yeah. lot so you can, go ahead. you can kill some time now. Absolutely. Yeah. Just for me in this angle, it looked kind of, uh, kind of dark on this uh, angle. I'm not sure if it's the light, but um yeah. Uh, it's 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 very standard okay. scotch color, I would say. Yeah, it must I be. I think the... it's just dark behind me. Yeah, probably. Mm. Anyway, yeah, mm. I can talk a bit about uh, what we nice. uh, what we're gonna talk about in this episode. Um, yeah, go ahead, Lon. And um, I guess this is yeah, basically what it is is uh, we're gonna go through some cigar mistakes that you either are or aren't uh, making, and uh, some will be <laughs> smoke related, and uh, some will be just about cigars in general. Uh, just some stuff that we've picked up through, uh, like looking back at when we first mm-hmm. uh, started smoking, and uh, something that, yeah, just stuff that we've thought about along the ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, I think uh, some of these are uh, just like mistakes that we used to make, like you said. Like yeah. some of this stuff is just uh, bad, bad mistakes that we used to make. But some of these are things people know. I think I think some people will, will know about, like, oh, you shouldn't do this, quote unquote. But I think we might bring some clarity as to why you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you want to start off there? Yeah, I'll start can, off. Uh, so kick us off. Exactly. Kicking us off with some of the more like smoking related mistakes uh, that you might be making is, uh, well, before you even uh, light a cigar or start smoking it, you have to cut the cigar, of course. 
And uh, one of the mistakes that you could be making is cutting too much off the cap. And this is something mm -hmm. when looking back at our old pictures, we definitely did. Because you can see like oh, the, yeah. the cigars. Yeah, we, we, we just cringe at it now pretty much. But uh, yeah, looking at the cigar and just like having it chopped off way too much, like yeah, half a centimeter in or something. Um, what you really should do uh, when cutting the cigar is only cutting the cap off, like or just like the shoulders, as they say on the cigar. Mm -hmm. um, so you definitely don't want to go too far in. Uh, it's about like approximately two millimeters, and of course this varies from like size and vitola. Um, yeah. But it, the risk of cutting too much off is actually that like the the wrapper can unravel and uh, just totally disintegrate your entire cigar and cigar smoking experience for that that one um yeah so and, uh, uh, i'd say I, i've been making it almost a sport to cut off as little of the cap as possible i mean honestly yeah. the the rule is just cut as literally as little as possible because yeah. i mean that's the intention uh the more you cut like you say yeah it, it brings some risks to it so mm -hmm. you want to just literally just shave off the absolute top yeah because you can always cut more if you cut too little so um mm. yeah and I think uh, one that goes a little bit uh, along with this one, uh, with cutting, uh, one that I wanted to bring up, uh, because I learned this, I don't know where I read it, read it uh, I think not everyone knows this, but another mistake is not cutting torpedoes at an angle if you're using a straight cutter. Because mm -hmm. uh, if you cut straight, you either have to, to get like a solid draw, I feel like you either have to take off quite a lot mm -hmm. or you have to like use a tool or something like it, to get a big enough draw where it doesn't like make make you really like suck on the cigar like a madman. Mm -hmm. You need to, yeah, you need to cut up quite a lot. And at that point, you can also get into the risk of unraveling. Cutting your cigar at an angle makes the opening sort of wider. It, may, yeah. it brings more surface more area surface. without you having yeah. to go, yeah, really far down on the cigar. Uh, or use a V-cutter. V-cutters are actually very, very unsung heroes in terms of torpedoes. Because uh, like my Calibri V-cutter here, it has a hole in the back. Yeah. So the torpedo can go through. Right. And then it cuts it perfectly. Because the V makes it go in, in a little bit too and opens up more surface area. So V-cutters are actually, they don't, they seem like they wouldn't work for torpedoes, but they're actually perfectly designed to be used on torpedoes. Yeah. So that's another, uh, another good tip for me, to be honest. Yeah, that very good tip. Uh, one that's probably not very uh, like easy to find out there either. That tip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, after you've cut your cigar and you want to smoke it, you have to light the cigar. And uh, lad, tell me what's the best way of uh, of doing this? Yeah, our friends at All Things Cigars on Instagram has a very good video on there. If you go through their feed on how they light, uh, th th they're like I think that's the most f their way is the most f like fail-proof way. They mm -hmm. literally set the cigar down on an ashtray, and then you want to hold the lighter f kind of far away and and really toast it. And I've seen mixed uh, mixed uh, feelings on this. I know there's a lot of those like kind of uh I, i'm just uh, I, I shoot straight and i don't you know i i don't beat around the bush mm -hmm. whatever like you, you don't need to toast your cigar it's all just bullshit you know it's 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 like pretentious or whatever but genuinely it's not about looking f like i don't know <laughs> very posh or whatever when you're yeah. lighting your cigar it genuinely is crucial uh but you can hold it in your hand as well but just toasting it in circles slowly never letting you know the 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 light the literal fire touch the cigar mm -hmm. you don't want your cigar to be lighting up at the end which 
you know, if you if you've ever stuck your cigar in your mouth and lit it that way, you, you you've probably experienced that before, where the cigar literally catches on fire. Yeah. Because it's so hot at that point. You know, there there's several reasons as to why you don't want to do this. First and foremost, if you're not toasting your cigar, it's not you're not just not often going to get a, an even burn. And we've had people in our Discord and in our DMs, you know talk to us about lighting cigars and they've changed up their lighting style and they've literally come back to us and said like wow this has changed you know my my burns are so even now because i'm just making sure the wrapper binder and filler are all lit at the same Mm -hmm. time because really that's where it comes down to if you're sticking your cigar in your mouth and lighting it like people's light cigarettes like you just hold the lighter there and you're puffing in the the center the core Mm -hmm. the filler basically will be lighting up the most and the the hottest and then the wrapper will sort of fall behind Mm -hmm. and you'll get a really charred hot taste in the filler and you you risk you know tunneling and and an uneven burn so really i mean it is pretty crucial in that sense to just toast your cigar and really be just very slow about it yeah absolutely and since like a smoke is often anyway around like an hour or more then it's uh then why not just use use those extra seconds or minutes to to get a really nice toast and it's yeah once you start doing it that way and you probably won't ever go back to lighting your cigar in any other way because it's it's a nice ritual also as well to start by letting the cigar like have the best prerequisites for a good smoke Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um and of course you're you're the one smoking the cigar so you should be like treating it with uh with the most care to, to give Excellent. yourself exactly. the best moment. Absolutely. And there's no need to rush, right? I mean, like you said, you're setting down, you're going to sit down for a long time. Mm-hmm. Even a petite Corona is at least half an hour. Yeah, yeah. You're saving yourself like a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> lighting it in your mouth like that. What's, what's the point? At that point, you know, yeah, why do it? Uh, speaking of pace, Lad, you want to yeah. do the, uh, the second one? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, like we said, you, you really just don't want to stress yourself when uh, smoking a cigar and that goes as well for how fast you're puffing uh so you really want to pace yourself uh for many reasons not just because it's nice and relaxing but also so that like we said with the lighting that your cigar gets an even burn and that different parts of the cigars don't uh Mm. or, or the cigar uh they don't burn faster than other parts so um mm-hmm. it all the parts of the cigar the three parts should burn equally fast and because yeah. they're all working together to create this blend and flavor in your in your mouth and i think this goes for for different situations as well we've had uh, discussions on along the same lines in our discord where i think when i when we say like pace yourself uh, people know in general people that smoke cigars that follow us on instagram that Mm -hmm. listen to this podcast you guys know you're not supposed to puff cigars like cigarettes and go crazy right Mm -hmm. but i think within with different situations you smoke at different paces and i think just be mindful because i i realize sometimes when i'm smoking with friends or whatever i smoke much more consistently i can sometimes puff a lot when i'm not speaking and when i'm speaking i can set it down and that that's not great for the cigar in general either i mean obviously you don't need to be like policing yourself and like setting a timer there and going (laughs) well one minute up next puff you know but uh, it it, it, like ruben said the blend is so meticulous there's so much work that goes behind Mm -hmm. making a cigar that you know the best uh situation is an even burn an even light and an even puffing speed because at that point you're never overheating it and you're never letting it die yeah but i think if you guys could could try it out because i've sometimes you know kind of tested out how if you you go with a a kind of cheap cigar 
try to, you know, start smoking the cigar like as slowly as you can and just experiment to see how mm-hmm. slow can I actually smoke this without it going out. And then you can a little bit later in the cigar, try to, you know, take a puff every 20 seconds or whatever. Yeah. You'll really taste how the that, that flavor when you've sat down your cigar for a long time, it's very subdued and you don't taste it a lot. And yeah. when you when you're really puffing that cigar, those darker, more toasty, like uh, harsh notes come out. So even within the same cigar, you can get different notes mm-hmm. from the pace you're smoking. And just try to find that balance where you really are enjoying the cigar. Because yeah. there's some people, like Lawrence Davis, this British guy that owns Sauter Cigars, mm-hmm. a big brand. Like, he smokes Robustos in uh, sub-30 minutes. Yeah, which and is that's in- just insane. insane. And we never, we discuss this guy. And how, how is he mm-hmm. enjoying his cigars? But I guess everyone's a little bit different there. Yeah. But you can also tell, like, with your, uh, when you ash your cigar, or, yeah, when the ash f- drops uh, from the cigar, if uh, you're smoking too fast or too too slowly. Uh, because you'll see then when the ash drops, if uh, if the wrapper hasn't caught up as much with the, mm-hmm. with the filler, and um, or if the filler's, like, dragging instead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can see that if it's cone-shaped. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you ash your cigar and your filler, like the ash falls off but it's like a triangle pointy yeah. cone shape you're s- probably smoking a little too fast that's not now that's not you know that's not a be all end all sort of uh summary you know it, it can mean other things some filler tobacco types just burn the way you know to make that cone sometimes they just burn hot naturally because of the way the tobacco is but in general if you in general notice that you have a sort of cone shape most of the time when you smoke a cigar, when you ash it, you're probably smoking a little bit too fast. Yeah. It's just the way it burns. It If it burns a little too hot, I think it solidifies more like the filler yeah, yeah, and becomes like a hard ash. And that's why it doesn't fall. I think that's, I'm not a, you know, scientist yeah. <laughs> or bi- biologist in that way. Um, but yeah, speaking of ash, lad, there's more there. Exactly. Uh, so when I said ashing, it's not that you want to ash too frequently because that can mm-hmm. be a mistake as well. Just uh, whenever... Whenever you take a couple of puffs, then you ash the cigar. That's definitely not how you want to do it, and that's definitely not how cigars are made to be uh, smoked either. They're, um, yeah, on, in really good uh, cigars or well constructed cigars, the ash will will uh, hold for very long for a very long time, and um, it does that uh, because of the great construction. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. It's definitely not only like a aesthetic thing, like uh, something to post on Instagram. Wow, look, uh, I got this huge <laughs> ash. It actually fills a, a function as well of having that long ash. Tell me mm-hmm. Lad, what that is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like uh, cigarette smokers, they again, another way cigars just aren't similar. Cigarette smokers will ash their cigars, uh, cigarettes constantly. And I noticed this uh, this weekend as well when some of my family members that hadn't tried cigars before tried them. They were sort of... At, you know, they asked me mm-hmm. after a while because they saw I wasn't ashing, but I, I, I forgot to tell them about that. But they were but they were like, you know, reaching for the ashtray really early on, you know, after mm-hmm. a few puffs. It's not really that natural because I think it looks an ash cigar ash looks as if it should drop any second. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm <laughs> really getting off topic now, but I just wanted to mention that quickly. Yeah. But like you said, uh, there is a, there is a very you know good reason as to not ash it. And I'm not sure everyone's heard of this. Uh 
because I think this is one of those examples where I think most people know that you shouldn't be ashing your cigar like crazy. But mm-hmm. first of all, you're always kind of risking damaging it if you're hitting it all the time and whatever. It's just not good for the for the cigar. Like you could crack your wrapper if you're like tapping it all the time yeah. or whatever. But mainly, uh, you want you know in general you just want your cigar to burn nice and cool, right? You want the flavor to be developed. You want to get a lot of flavor, but you don't want the hot harshness that you you are, everyone's experience that kind of flavor because that's what you get right in the end when the cigar is like you know it's done it's over Mm -hmm. that's that's when it burns really hot but you don't want that to come before the final end and if you're uh, ashing your cigar all the time it doesn't keep cool as as well like keeping a long solid ash helps improve the burn because wind doesn't come in as much Mm -hmm. to the uh the cherry the, the center uh, but yeah it also just keeps the the, the smoke uh, burning cool and and uh, steady and it keeps an even burn as well so it's just yeah. it's good to keep it as long as possible then you yeah. don't want to be dropping it on yourself all the time either absolutely because so. because i would assume as well that uh that your cigar will smoke a lot faster if you keep ashing all the time because you're getting more oxygen yeah. to the to the center mm-hmm. of the uh of the cigar so it'll uh, keep that fire going and uh, and make it hotter so uh so yeah Certainly. keep that ash on yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> All right, uh, next one. This is this is one. Uh, this is a mistake that I think we both made for about a year. I think yeah. probably the first year of us smoking cigars, both because of the difficulty of entry, uh, like it's not so easy to do this as the other tips that we've said, but also just because of like not knowing, because it's a little more niche. But uh, yeah, what am I what am I hinting at here, lad? Uh, yeah, you're obviously talking about uh, retrohaling. Uh, so. If you're not retrohaling, then uh, then you're not really getting the the full um, identity of the cigar like uh, during the smoke. Um, and um, yeah, retrohaling basically what you what you do is you take your puff of the cigar and uh, then you exhale like ninety percent of it through your mouth and then the last ten percent of it out through your nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what what that is for really is just to to be able to pick up on flavors that are more hidden in the cigar. Because uh, when you do that through your nose, then you get more of a, yeah, you get a stronger impact of the cigar. Uh, and that being said, you don't want to do that on every puff because then you'll, yeah, every puff will be enhanced on the cigar. And which may sound like a nice thing, but uh, it definitely <laughs> <laughs> won't because it's a, it's a combination of the two of having the, uh, yeah, because if you would do it every puff, then obviously it would be, it would be just too nice much at all. yeah <laughs> yeah some people do though i mean i've seen some people that basically retrohale all the time but i think those are like oftentimes those people are very like very heavy veterans and i think they've just burnt out their palates so hard that they just need to retrohale otherwise they can't uh, taste anything but yeah, yeah. what ruben said is spot on it's when you get your olfactory system uh, involved even more obviously already everyone knows you know f- uh, smell is a huge part of what you taste already mm-hmm. uh, so when you burn that uh, or when you in exhale the uh, the smoke literally throughout the nostrils uh, you pick up on a lot of hidden flavors uh, and, it, and it is a lot more intense uh, and what I was hinting at before, it's kind of difficult to do, to be honest, especially when you're starting out. I still remember some of the first times I tried to retrohale and I just like my I literally burnt my nostrils. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it, like one day I remember one time I tried it with the Juan Lopez number two. And I remember this so well because my nostrils were burnt for like two days. Like oh I really God, felt yeah. it. Because I, I'd read about retrohaling and I didn't really I hadn't really experimented myself. So I just took a nice big puff and then went 
straight through the nose and boom, like it just knocked me out. Like I couldn't smell anything. Uh, but like Ruben said, that's maybe not the most uh, like obvious way to do it, but that really is for us the correct way to, to retrohale. Mm-hmm. You want to take a nice, cool, long puff exhale a lot of it through your mouth because during yeah. those seconds the smoke cools down a little bit too and it doesn't you know it's not an incredibly intense blast of of smoke coming through your nose because then it's it's a little more subtle a lot of the times if you're taking a full puff through your nose it's it's just white pepper basically it's just all pepper and you're mm-hmm. and you can't really taste much else and that defeats the purpose and also ruins the rest of your smoke so you really want to be retrohaling every once in a while i'll do it a lot more with lighter cigars like the kusano i smoked this weekend i was retrohaling probably every third fourth puff just because it was so light i wanted to get more flavor in uh not in a bad way just it was pleasant to retrohale more and then sometimes like when i smoked my the padron 1926 series for example i was not retrohaling very often there because it's just such a powerful powerful stick so we want to experiment your way forward but really if you haven't done it before Start by blowing out almost all your smoke through the mouth and then yeah. just just breathe out your nose. It's not really challenging. You don't want to inhale, though, but no, in your no. mouth. It's easy to mess up in a lot of ways. You just yeah. don't want to get it into your lungs. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it definitely improves the experience. Yeah, I guess try it out with a, with a light cigar first or light, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> light-bodied cigar. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um, moving on, we have another mistake here of not dry boxing your cigars mm-hmm. and uh this also uh, can be pretty tough to like get into a routine of doing before smoking a cigar and uh, what it essentially means is that before smoking the cigar you uh, take it out of the humidor and uh, place it in a in another box like a like a cedar old uh, cedar um cigar box or something like that mm-hmm. uh just to let it um yeah, let it sit outside the humidor for a bit. Uh, and the purpose of, of doing this is just to, like, try to minimize the uh, the the moisture in the cigar. Cause, um, and, yeah, basically just let it have a better, uh, yeah, better Humidity. prerequisites for the smoke. Because um, mm-hmm. what can We talked happen- about this yeah. in the, uh, I just remembered now when you were talking now. Yeah, I remember yeah. we talked about this in the... Uh, and the humidor one. So if you want like a deeper breakdown of it, you can listen yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. But for Cubans, it really is. I think it. it's tough calling it a mistake. I mean, it depends <laughs> what you keep your humidity at. But if you're using like 69% Bovita packs, it really can help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we re- I remember we now we talked about that a lot in the in the humidor yeah. uh, podcast. Yeah, but that, that is that as well. That's a lot of the reason why a lot of people complain about Cuban construction is because they're not smoking them at the right humidity so that's uh that's uh, and oh yeah this is a perfect segue because the next one is is very much uh, the same way you, if, you know dry boxing will minimize plugged bad cigars and then even if they are plugged even after dry boxing what, what do you want to do then lad even after dry boxing the cigar if it's plugged oh if it's plugged yeah of course yeah, yeah. you don't you don't want to throw out your plugged <laughs> sticks guys uh, like <laughs> we, you did that before when you uh, when there was no like solution for it but there mm-hmm. actually is now and it's something we've we've also been talking about a bit is the perfect yeah. draw tool if you do have a plugged uh, cigar then uh, i'm i guess normally you would just throw it out because it's like yeah it's plugged there's no way of of fixing it but um uh, but you can uh, via the perfect draw tool that you have, Carl. I really need mm-hmm. to get mine soon. 
because it's it's a very inexpensive investment that uh, that just like has a buyback time of one to two premium cigars or something like yeah. that. So yeah, one or two cigars that are plugged that you have to throw away and you've already got like that price back from the investment of the perfect draw tool that um, yeah is yeah you can just guys check them out and see how they work they're pretty yeah, pretty simple like, too to sounds use. like and we're we, and we use here. them yeah yeah it's not it's, I must mention it's not our sponsor and um, we actually did use it at uh, yeah uh, the evening we had with the with the gents oh, yeah. there um, oh yeah saved oh yeah i have not had mine for that long and now i just realized i forgot about that yeah uh it saved many a cohiba and it's already saved because when we had our yeah. cohiba robustos a few we maybe a month ago now a lot uh mine was completely plugged yeah. beyond smoking it was one of the worst plugged cigars i've had actually uh and uh, i just stuck out the perfect draw tool i had to stab it about six times to be honest uh but it did save it completely and that would have been a cohiba an expensive expensive cigar mm-hmm. cohiba robusta that i would have had to throw out and i would yeah. have had no other choice if i didn't have the perfect draw tool so that saved my ass that time for real and like already then like you said that already bought back the price of it and then you know the the guys we met up with uh, last week they mm-hmm. also had some cohibas maduro cincos even more expensive cigars uh, the genios and uh yeah those are like 30 almost 40 us dollar cigars yeah and uh there's or, or one guy's was a little bit plugged but he used the perfect draw tool and it opened it up and uh, he didn't you know, yeah he could smoke the whole cigar so it's become, so worth uh, it yeah and you also become very very popular when you bring that uh, <laughs> <laughs> to a group and someone has yeah. a plugged cigar yeah 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 uh all right next one a quick one uh i just i just uh, added this right before uh mm-hmm. But this one is not rotating the scar, and I guess this goes along with the the stuff before. But the burning, uh, you, you don't need to. I, I I remember when I read about cigars, a lot of the guides, like when we were kids, lad, uh, mm-hmm. when we were really young, when we read about cigars, a lot of the guides said that you should rotate when you're smoking, and I really thought that you should be rotating all the time. I mean, yeah. that's not really what you need to do, uh, but rotating is pretty clutch, and uh, especially if you have an uneven burn. Uh, if you if you put the slow burning side down so that faces the ground, that can uh, often help bring back the burn and make it more even. Uh, and I think that's just because the oxygen it enters the cigar from below, right? And like the yeah. it just burns a little bit faster on the exactly. bottom side. Yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah, you want to have exactly the slow burning side down because uh, yeah, well, like you said, that's basically it. I think. Yeah, that's a It'll good uh, tip. Definitely. All right, so now we have a different category a little bit. That was all about smoking, right? All about the acts, uh, all the mistakes mm-hmm. that you can do while actually smoking this guy. This is a little more about the stuff happening around around the smoking, the the purchases you're making, and mm-hmm. the, uh, you know the the judgments you have. And everyone has pre- preconceived notions. Everyone's a little. Everyone has their stereotypes, and everyone has their little cigar racist thoughts. Where where, <laughs> <laughs> where they where they There's exclude some stuff. Cigar discrimination. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so starting off, uh, starting, <laughs> starting off, starting, uh, starting off, you have, uh, like, you shouldn't really be judging a cigar by by its size. Size matter, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so I guess or a lot of people size doesn't sh- matter. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess you can say that a lot of people shy away from smaller vitolas, uh, mm. just because the. And like, we're looking at you, America. Holy shit! You guys yeah. love your everything. Everything. Not to point in fingers. XXL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, when when looking at like a small half corona or something, and um, 
mm-hmm. and like judging that because you you feel like you're getting getting a really small cigar that won't like smoke very long or whatever uh, it mm-hmm. is you're judging it for um yeah like it's just not a great attitude i mean i read I, I i was trying to remember who wrote this it was some kind of manufacturer cigar manufacturer oh no i think it was edgar julian sued in our interview he mm-hmm. talked about the fact that the six by 60 gordo size is one that the cigar makers aren't huge fans of because there's just so much filler in there mm-hmm. but they're becoming very popular especially in the united states because people just find the value a little bit better because at that point you know, you guys know with cigars, I mean, a, a cigar has a starting cost. And then when you when when the same cigar line, the same family of cigars, yeah. they all they have different sizes, right? You have the Robustos, the Toros, the Churchills or whatever. Uh, but at that point, like you, you get a much bigger cigar for only a tiny bit more money. And a lot of people just see, you know, well, if I'm paying, you know, eight dollars for this stick, I could get the I could get the Gordo for like another dollar and I'm getting a much bigger cigar. and It's much better value. But at the end of the day, it's not really that way. Oftentimes, like yeah. most you, you need to keep in mind that most cigar blenders are blending the size for you know the more traditional ones. And then they're they're ma- basically making these like Gordos because there's a demand for it, but yeah. the cigar is blended with a Robusto in mind or whatever, and they're just like throwing that one out there. You're mm-hmm. not really getting the best cigar in that family. Maybe, okay, you added 10 more minutes on your smoking time, yeah, but you're getting a worse cigar. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to talk about value, then like the, the majority of the value is basically in the in the wrapper uh, yeah. and what you're paying for extra than with a, like a thicker ring gauge or whatever is just more filler in there pretty much. So That's why the price doesn't go yeah, up that much. Exactly. Even though and, it's a lot bigger. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, and also these like these smaller vitolos can absolutely um, oh, yeah. can smoke for like we've been impressed by by the A. Chapman half Corona smoking for about like thirty five minutes forty minutes or something mm-hmm. like that and um, you can never really tell just by looking at a cigar how fast it'll yeah. smoke like it obviously depends on the, on the construction as well so uh, mm-hmm. so yeah bigger doesn't 100%. mean uh, longer smoke it doesn't mean more value. Um, yeah, so and don't shy, shy away from smaller Vitolas for that reason. Yeah, and it certainly, certainly doesn't mean more flavor. And that's mm-hmm. another one yeah. of those things that we keep hammering home. And I think we've talked about this in a lot of episodes now, but a lot of people equate size with flavor. They think a big cigar, oh, it's got to be a strong one, you know, but it's not really the case because like we say all the time, filler is oftentimes the lightest, you know, fla- most flavorless tobacco. You're just getting more filler in there. It's just going to mm-hmm. get more bland. Like, I, I'm not going to name, but we saw a uh, a review from someone or some people that were smoking some cigars that they don't usually smoke, and they were kind of small cigars, and these were people in North America that were, and they kept saying, you know, wow, it's so flavorful, but it's so small. And I was just mm-hmm. sitting there like, that's not related. You know, that has yeah. nothing to do with each other. Size and taste, it doesn't, it's not like that has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with each other. And I think a lot of people just don't think smaller. I mean, most of the time, that's more intense. You're getting more intense flavor in, in thinner, smaller cigars because yeah, yeah, exactly. it's more concentrated. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating that the trend is going towards large cigars. And I'm very vocal mm-hmm. about that. I'm really opposed to it. And I, I dislike the fact that like 55 to 60 ring gauge is a very normal thing right now. And yeah. it's fine in some cases, but in general... I just I'm not a big fan and the flavor is just not all there um, and similarly you know size doesn't mean flavor but also color doesn't really indicate anything mm-hmm. flavor right and that's another mistake yeah because uh, I think that we've talked about this before as well but uh, I mean in the beginning 
people can easily uh, believe that like a darker cigar, like a Maduro, is uh, is going to be this super heavy, just like the bigger cigar. It's going to be like the strong punching, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. wow, wow, like a cigar. But I mean, that doesn't have to be the case all the time either. Yeah. Um, just like with the with the with the Gurkhas, we had drawing that example recently. Spot on. A uh, very dark cigar and dark Maduro that uh, was not very heavy at all. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so you that's that's also something you can't judge by by just the color of the cigar. Yeah, I think a lot of people think oh, I like the lighter stuff, and then they'll never buy Maduros which is, mm-hmm. that's a huge mistake. Cause that's like, you know, they're like, oh, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't love full bodied cigars. So anything that's darker than, you know, Colorado Claro or whatever, I'm not, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna touch. That's a really big mistake. Cause there's so many, like you, lad, you a week and a half ago or something had the Cigar Kings Maduro, which yeah. is a fairly light Maduro as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's definitely not a crazy punch in the face cigar, but it's a very dark one on the outside. Yeah, yeah, so that's just a, you know, a big, big mistake. Uh, just judging by looks uh, mm-hmm. which which the next point also touches on lad yeah next point uh, is uh, judging by the band and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it <laughs> it's a little sillier but it happens yeah absolutely. I assure you and I mean this is something that uh, that I guess like is is pretty natural occurring just because mm-hmm. like uh, just for, yeah like the same thing Ju- don't judge a book by its cover don't judge a cigar mm-hmm. by the band mm-hmm. uh, like of course, if you, I, I can also like be more um, aesthetically attracted to like a yeah. to a very nice band, and that's you can that's got this it's like marketing. historic details and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's marketing, and uh, that's the one part one um, part. Yeah, that the companies, the c- cigar companies, can uh, can have on every single cigar that they produce is yeah. this band. Uh, you can't always replicate a very nice, uh, very nice wrapper on the cigar. Mm-hmm. That'll differ from each one, but what they always have is the band. So, so that's something where they can really catch your eye. Yeah, um, and I made that mistake myself. Honestly, mm-hmm. I picked cigars when I was just starting out. Uh, I remember uh, what's it called now, uh, La Roma del Caribe, or uh, it's it's called La Roma de Cuba in in the U.S., but that that's a trademarked one. Uh, for Europe, but that one had like uh, it was the Mi Amor, which had like the uh, the picture of that like uh, that woman or whatever yeah. on it. Like I, I it was I just an eye catching band. It was just cool, but that uh, was a cigar that I really didn't like. Uh, ooh, and uh, the Prophet, what's it called now? The uh, uh, oh, it, it has the bird on it. That bird that flies. That oh, San Cristobal. It's called San Cristobal in the U.S. Oh, okay. But that's another one that's yeah. trademarked in Europe, so it has another name mm-hmm. here in, in but yeah it's called san cristobal in the u.s uh, and that has like cool really cool art and i remember buying that pretty much for that reason when i was starting out another cigar that I just didn't like uh so yeah it's just a dumb <laughs> uh, dumb reason to buy a cigar and uh yeah just a mistake that you make uh can yeah. be obvious but fun fun to talk about yeah uh, absolutely. what about the next one lad uh next one is um yeah is not being able to give blends, uh, sorry, blends, brands. I <laughs> joined the two words there: blends, brands, and uh, cigars in general. A second try, mm-hmm. uh, because we all know that like cigars are obviously way too inconsistent. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like to allow one single cigar or one single uh, blend, like uh, be representative of of all the cigars in that uh, line. So uh, a tip is to to just um, 
like if you've had Try a bad experience with a if you had a bad experience with a cigar, you can really you can understand mm-hmm. if you don't want to turn right back to it, but don't shy away from uh, yeah. from that just based on one cigar because uh, yeah, uh, there's this they, happens gonna so often. Yeah, yeah, this happens so often. To be honest, it uh, and I, 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 we talk to a lot of people about cigars all the time, obviously through Instagram and the DMs. And there's a lot of people that have had one bad cigar once from one brand, and they're like, oh, I don't like that brand. And I'm like, what do you mean? You mm-hmm. didn't like that one cigar you had that one time that happened to be from that brand. But that that doesn't – and I, I was the same way, man. Like I, I have my example with Camacho there, which I've really gone through a renaissance with that brand. Yeah, because right. I had one of my first cigars – I talked about this before probably – but it was the Camacho Ecuador, and it was one of the worst rolled cigars. It was so light that you literally couldn't smoke it. Like the the, the draw was so loose that even a half puff was charred. It just tasted burnt, uh, and it was awful. And like Camachos are decently expensive here in Sweden for a non-Cuban. They're one of the more expensive non-Cuban brands that aren't like Davidoff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just pissed. So I was like, I'm not going to, you know, whenever I went to the shop and I looked at brands, I would immediately not go to Camacho because yeah. I just had such a bad connotation there. And then we were sent some Camachos, and I tried the Camacho ABA, uh, and it was an amazing cigar, and it was perfect in construction, obviously, but also incredibly good in flavor. And then I also purchased a few more Camachos after that experience, because I was like, I got to give him another shot. And boom, every single Camacho I've had since yeah. has been very, very nice. Like, I've enjoyed every single one of them. Obviously, some are better than others, as with most brands, but in general, it's been good. So that was just one very you know, unlucky dud. And that shaped my whole, you know, it's just, it's crazy how that can go, but it, it, you know, I'm glad that I, we got sent some Camachos from Whiskey Laddie on Instagram because that opened up my mind. I probably still wouldn't have have tried another one. So yeah, that's a really bad mistake that that's important to, to very true to me. And just like you said, with, uh, with us, like being able to, to try cigars that, we otherwise probably wouldn't be able to try because mm. people have been so kind to send it to us uh, mm-hmm. is another thing that we've received be- um, just because of you guys being complete dons. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, that's another thing, like <laughs> a mistake that you might be making is like not being able to step out of your comfort zone and trying those different types of cigars. Yeah. Um, and um, like you just said, the the ABA and, um, and Charles giving us the Gurkhas, for us yeah. that was also like stepping out of our comfort zone just trying the acids uh, for the video and the um the just so much uh, stuff that Manila as well yeah which yeah. have like these have uh, these have come from us doing these projects as funny like fun things but it's something that you definitely should do to widen your horizons on uh, mm-hmm. on just like the cigar playing field and uh, yeah because obviously you might be you might find something that that becomes your new favorite brand there mm-hmm. or new favorites um country um 100 man so, yeah 100 percent. like the abas that to me like barrel aged tobacco just sounds kind of gimmicky i probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have purchased that in a shop uh, in first hand but like that was an amazing cigar uh and i think like you said we do a lot of things that make us do some like try cigars that we probably wouldn't have done in a, uh, like otherwise like the acids uh, but I think it's it's it, it can be hard because I think a lot of people that follow us are like us, just regular guys, like not smoking cigars all the time. And mm-hmm. if you're smoking a cigar once a week or even less, I it's I can understand it feels you know not not scary, but you you don't want to risk 
trying something weird when you know what you like. You're like, I like medium-bodied Cubans, so I'm, I'm going to go for Monte Cristo this weekend, you know, because I know I'll like that. But, like, at the end of the yeah. day, it's it's with everything in life, you know, with trying food and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just risking it every once in a while at least is so worth it, and there's so much stuff to try. Like, cigars are way too good. Uh, the world of cigars is way too good for you mm-hmm. to just smoke Cubans, just smoke non-Cubans, just smoke one type of body of, or whatever. There's so much to try. Uh, we're just leaving you on like a very dreamy note. This is the, <laughs> the last one, but try everything, yeah. guys. Go f- spread your wings and fly yeah, throughout exactly. the cigar world. <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily have to be one of the first things you do when smoking cigars. It's like try, uh, just go on these. Uh, like I, I would recommend starting out with uh, with the with the basic like known brands, like we were talking about mm-hmm. with the yeah the, the famous Cuban brands, the famous uh, yeah non-Cuban brands, and then uh, once you've once you've gone like little feel for for cigars and everything then you there's so much more to explore like there's you literally Mm -hmm. won't be able to smoke every single cigar in the world uh pretty much because there's now there's new stuff coming all the time as well so yeah yeah exactly it's a nice spot on there (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we're gonna we're we intend to enjoy it a lot uh but that was solid i think we got some good stuff there some stuff that that was probably obvious but i think we uh we managed to expand on on, on everything at least a little bit so I hope I hope I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode even though it was a little delayed mm-hmm. we hope it was worth it anyway and uh, worth the uh, wait yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome guys uh hope you enjoyed it and uh we'll see you shortly yeah we'll see you guys in uh on Instagram or YouTube or wherever you you watch our stuff awesome yeah cheers guys cheers